Welcome to episode 301 of the Message Centre Show, and this week we're going to be looking at SharePoint News and Outlook. Uh, avatars, what's happening with that? Um, hardware stuff? Um, restrictions maybe? Who knows? You'll know soon. Lastly, Viva um, Answers uh, will have some way of suggesting topics to you, powered by AI. This is the 365 Message Centre Show. Rolling. Welcome back. Uh, thank you for uh, tuning in this week. I know we skipped uh, a week. A um, few things happening in our lives, but sometimes we have to do that. I think, Daniel, we've had a pretty good run uh, up up until that point. Uh, what do we do, that whole, like, zero days since, you know, thing that right. sometimes we have in factories? Y zero yeah. zero, zero days weeks since, since we, we skipped the yeah. Mesa Center. Yeah. Yeah, mm. Absolutely. And uh, I'm very excited to be here because I missed everyone. I missed you, Daryl. Uh, I missed this, you know, talking about all the cool and fun things happening. So I'm I'm excited. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Oh, well, I missed you, man. Yeah, uh, uh, so I, I know. Well, let's let's just get. I guess. Um, quite quite real here i think like daniel and i we we check in and we talk and prepare for the show but we do other stuff as well as we catch up and it's important to do that and i just think it's mm -hmm. it's pretty cool to be able to do that across the planet with, <clears throat> with a good friend and oh who's that um, yeah that would be you sir. oh okay okay gotcha, that would gotcha. be you <laughs> yeah i'm so funny yeah um you know what we ran a instead you know we didn't have an episode last week thanks for joining everyone this mm -hmm. week though but we ran a contest as everyone i'm sure is aware uh giving away a ticket to espc uh the european sharepoint conference uh, happening in in november and we'll be announcing the winner next week and uh, so once we get all the things confirmed so it's pretty exciting but you know you would know these things if you followed us on socials at 365 MCS everywhere that matters. You would know about it if you followed us there uh, on the YouTubers and the, the X slash Twitters and LinkedIn and TikTok uh, and Insta. I don't know. I probably shouldn't yep. list everything. The email distribution group. The the bulletin board at your local supermarket. Yeah. We're you, there. Listen, if and if it's not there... You should put it there. Go ahead and print it out and yeah. put it on the bulletin board. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, and make sure you go ahead and give a thumbs up for this episode and punch that subscribe button. And if you're on the audio podcast, make sure you give a rating to the podcast wherever you have found the podcast because it's on all of the podcast centers. Uh, so other people can find it, please. Pretty please. And thank you very much. Pretty please. Pretty please. The physical appearance of the please does not make it happen. That was a quote from um, uh, Despicable Me. Oh, Thank you. Okay. Congratulations. Yep. Maybe we should start yep. adding value All right. um, beyond yeah, movie Let's quotes. talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So first up, we have SharePoint News in Outlook. 
MC671563. And this was, I'm excited for this one. I saw this being talked about in the, in the socials, uh, this past week about how, uh, this is really enabling, uh, the ability to get the message to, uh, your users in a different way. Um, so w what this is all about is uh, Microsoft has provided a um, kind of, it's a SharePoint page template. It's a news template that uh, really is formatted well for being received in email. And it's not the whole email, um, the the you know, creating, uh, send a message that we've sent before of, Hey, take a look at this article. And it gives a little snippet. It's not, it's not the roll up news roll up that, you know, users get to say, Hey, you may have missed these things. It's actually you being intentional and saying, I've created this newsletter, uh, and mm. I want you to consume it to people. So I'm going to send it to you. Uh, and, and, uh, so they're enabling this, um, and this message actually, I like it because it has screenshots and shows you what it's going to look like. But guess what? I'm going to show you what it looks like here in a second. Via, I'm just going to demo it for you. Um, oh, you've got it? Oh, I do have it, people. So let's switch. Let me pull over, and let's just take a look at it, shall we? Do it. Do it. Okay. Let so me see this. I'm here. Do you have any artwork like like that? Oh, no, you don't. Okay. No, I, so I'm going to go and just add a news post and you'll see it right here, uh, made for email. And there's different oh. ones that you can pick uh, that will be, you know, used for this purpose. Uh, the big thing here, and I'm just going to say create post. The big thing here, though, you've got to keep in mind is there are limited web parts. You'll notice I just went and added yeah. a web part, uh, going to add a web part here, and it doesn't, where are all the web parts? You can't, they're not available to you because you select this uh, made for email uh, template. So, you know, this is where, make sure you're doing this for this purpose, this intended purpose. And the reason why that you don't see PowerPoint or document library or whatever here is that that wouldn't work well in an email, right? Because it's not interactive. It's not, um, bringing that functionality. Um, well, Daniel, yeah. you said PowerPoint wouldn't be there. Would that Power be covered BI. by the file? And no, no, no. I, I, if I said oh, PowerPoint, Power I, I did not mean that I meant Power BI, like, you, you know, adding a Power BI report you, that you can add. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. That's what I meant. If, if I said something differently, I'm sorry. Um, you, you also don't see like video, uh, here. I don't know if, a video stream on SharePoint video would work. Um, I don't know that I have one, but it does say video there. Oh, so I'm yeah. hovering over and it does say video. So well, you, yeah, it'll be, it'll be media. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you can add that to there. Um, I wonder if, should I, anyway, um, so you're going to be able to do this. And so let's, let's go ahead and give it a title and say, um, 365 MCS is awesome. And then we're going to, I wanted to sh send it, right? So I'm going to public post and send to show you the, this is what you get when you're going to do the sending. So you can send it to uh, people um, so that they receive this. Um, and I don't remember. And you know, this is one of those where you're doing demo. I don't remember which one's right. Um, 
<laughs> you can add a message, you know, and optional who's your message. Demo, demo users. Yeah, and then I'm going to say send. And they're going to receive that in their inbox as as that message, right? And I, I think that's that's really cool. They're going to have that news come in their inbox. Um, and this is a great way to send out that newsletter. Where do I create a newsletter? And, you know, I hear people ask that all the time. Should it be in SharePoint? Should I create it as an email? Should I put it in Word? And, you know, how should I do that? Well, this is this is how you should do it really, uh, I think is now the answer, you know, create the page, you know, you can make it look nice, you can format it the way you need it to be, and then send it via email um, for for it to be consumed. I will say that yeah. I have not received the email, I was wanting to bring that over, but um, hopefully it'll come very <laughs> shortly. Uh, Daniel, you've got the example there of the email that you sent. Um, yeah, abso absolutely. What does that look like? Yeah, this is the email we were just um, looking at. Remember, I, I called it 365 MCS is awesome because, you know, we are. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, it is just. That's not news, Daniel. No, it's not, not news, news. But this is this. So, you know, it has sample content here. But. Um, you know, this is exactly what you would expect from that functionality. It sends uh, full fidelity of these images of the text, you know, the content that is there um, into your mailbox. And even at the bottom has a view in SharePoint link, which uh, basically it just takes you to that news article um, in huh. SharePoint, uh, which is pretty slick. But I mean, you have it here already, right? That, that's the whole point is that you yeah. would create this news item. And uh, it would show up in uh, for you in your email. Very cool. I and, actually, I know that you talked about the um, the, the web parts, but I can also yeah. see the different colors and these sections uh, yeah. as well. So Absolutely. Nicely. Uh, and you know, if if you do have things like a video, you know, it's not going to have a play button here, but it will show the the uh, front image. You know, every video has that thumbnail. Um, so it shows yep. that thumbnail of the the image of of it and gives you a link off to the video um, to load it. So, Got it. Um, but yeah, I I think it's pretty slick. So, um, so anyway, so back to back to the message uh, rolling out uh, late August, you know, so before ish and uh, early September, uh, which is now ish. Uh, for targeted release, and that's why I have it uh, in my demo tenant, and then standard release mid-September uh, through late September. So I'm really excited about this uh, and really giving and enabling that that functionality for our um, for our communicators, for our users. And you know, this could be used group-wide, company-wide. It could just be used for your small team. You know, there's many ways you could use this on many different sites. Cool. Very cool. Much better than the the send this link um, via yeah. email because there, that was just a almost like a thumbnail and a digest, and that was it. Right. And <clears throat> I didn't talk about it, but on that page there was that button. You could actually check that box, send this as a link instead. So you could still do that, um, but hmm. this sends the whole thing right. via email. So yeah. We're oh, going, just a yeah. question there, Dan. I know yes. probably you haven't actually gone through and tested it, but right. um, would this only work for people inside your organization? You wouldn't send this externally and they couldn't see the content, could they? Uh, 
I, yeah, I would not. No, I, I don't think it will send externally. I have not tested it, I don't, but I don't think so. That's not the intended purpose mm. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay. So I'm going to stay with it if it's okay, because, uh, you know, let's, let's run with this, this next message. Um, this is Microsoft syntax rule to set content type based on file name, MC six, seven, one, eight, two, two. Um, and it's a very good title because it is just that it is, uh, being able to set a rule for documents. And when that rule is met, then a content type is assigned by syntax. Uh, so this is pretty cool. And let me, I'm going to actually show there's a additional information link that talks about this rule and it opens up a learn, uh, Microsoft page that talks about how this works. And so you can go through and, uh, create the rule and it's just like creating a rule uh, that we've had before when an item is updated or deleted or whatever, send an email, right? Basically. Uh, but this is, you're going to be able to create a rule and then select set content type two. And once you do that, then you're going to set a condition, uh, set a content type and then the condition of what happens. Now, uh, what I saw this week, this is just talking about the um, file name. Right. And this is saying if, if the file name contains, you could do like if it contains report, then assign it a content type of reports. Right. Uh, or a contract. If it says, you know, contract with X, Y, Z, if it says contract in it, then assign it the contract content type. And then you can have the f workflow, the the processes that you have in place based upon content types. Um, you know, then you could work with that document, you know, because it has that content type assigned. Um, what I saw this week was uh, even expanding on this was, you know, doing file name, but also file type. So an extension or where the file is like in a s specific folder. You know, if it's in if you, you instruct your users, hey, upload all contracts to this folder. And then so if it's in that folder, then it would uh, assign contract content type, for instance, if you set it up that way. So uh, this is even getting beyond just, you know, name containing a word, being able to, to, you know, have some, have some nice processes, mm. you know, in place for this, um, which I think is, is going to be it great. Also, um, well, that, that's generally how people work now, even if, if we think about how they mm -hmm. work with folders and locations, they, they put a document or a file in a place and that has meaning. Mm -hmm. And and now with syntax, we can assign a content type based on that and trigger other things off because of it. Great. Yep, absolutely. I don't have it yet, so I can't demonstrate it, uh, or I would. But uh, it is rolling out for standard release late August and be completed by mid-September. Now, this is syntax, so you need a, a license, a seat license, to be able to, to make this happen. Okay? So... This is not a, a included in a E3 kind of thing, um, but I, I think it's pretty pretty awesome, and uh, I can't wait to see organizations using this and really trying this out. Okay, so that was syntax, and Daniel, uh, let's take a look at um, one of these other key messages. 
um, restricted control for SharePoint and OneDrive sites, MC671823. Uh, now this is where maybe we've been using sites and teams and we're, we're leveraging what I think of, Daniel, is the SharePoint groups in the background to be able to add and give access uh, to the different sites and documents. And sometimes when we're uh, sharing things, we might we might share with specific people. And that's not really a great practice, is it? It's It means that uh, it's harder for us to go back and tidy things up, but sometimes things are, are shared unintentionally in that way. It's better to use security groups and to leave it in the control of, of good structure. So that's what this is all about. It's been able to uh, bring that back into line with it. With this feature, SharePoint administrators can restrict site access to use Microsoft 365 groups and security groups or Azure AD security groups. Is that acronym going to change now that we've, we're calling it something else? Maybe. Um, this is one of those, mm, I, I don't know if intra-ID has caught up here <laughs> yet. But yeah. yeah, yeah. I I A D intro ID eh, anyway, um, but this it's just a short message, but it's it's just a good control here to be able to um, leverage and use um, to help with that oversharing and content permission sprawl, which um, a little outside of this message, but it's going to become more important for organisations as they try and get things in order if they're considering to use services like Copilot, and even if not using Copilot to um, prevent things from being overshared. So that is uh, it's currently rolled out, currently available in the SharePoint Admin Center. Go for it. Enjoy. It's right there. Uh, and it's also a SharePoint management module. Uh, sticking with, not SharePoint, <laughs> changes, uh, but one of our favorite topics, avatars. So favorite. Um, so yeah, favorite. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, well, um, this one, I think, is actually, there's a couple of changes in this one, Daniel. Uh, avatars, hardware requirements, and service plan update. MC67, uh, 2518. Firstly, the um, the hardware changes. Uh, I think it's, it's good to actually be able to call out and say, we're not going to support it for anything below this, uh, because your machine does have to do a bit of work to... Uh, turn this avatar on and show it. And I think maybe too for the future plans they have for what avatars can do. Because in its current state, we turn it on, it's, uh, it sways and it shows a few different expressions, I guess, and you can emote with certain things. But there are more things planned for uh, supporting avatar and um, it representing who you are and what you do. Um, so you're going to have to have two cores CPU cores and uh, six gigs of RAM at a minimum. <laughs> I mean, if you've got if you've got less than eight, I'm sorry, yeah. uh, you might be struggling <laughs> with things anyway. Right? Maybe you're just working out of a browser. Maybe. Uh, which at that point you would be using avatars anyway. Right. But so there's that minimum spec, and then also the service plan for controlling whether or not people have it available to them. Uh, so this is. What we see traditionally when a, a, a service goes from preview and into production uh, is that we start to see service plans available so we can turn things on and off. You see that with all sorts of things. Even even Loop, uh, there'll be one that will come up with that as well. So the Mesh Avatars for Teams uh, service plan will be something 
available across uh, essentials, business basic, business standard, business premium, Microsoft 365, E3, E5, Office 365, E1, E3, E5. We don't actually see uh, (laughs) education licenses in there. But anyway, um, that's where the service plan will be to start with and whether you can turn that off as part of any of those plans just to, you know, or on, as the mm-hmm. case may be, for making avatars available. Uh, not a lot much more to say about that. I mean, it's funny. They've just told us the action that we need to take, but there is no action required. I think <laughs> the action is that you would turn it on or off. But um, there we go. So those are two quick ones. Uh, now, Daniel, I do have something I'll be able to share and show with this next one. Okay, great. And I'm, I'm, you know, this feels like it's a show and tell episode. It kind of is. I I've like been it. enjoying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one uh, is a feature for Fever Engage, uh, and it is the new campaigns feature, MC six seven two five two eight, and campaigns are all about being able to actually leverage the hashtag that we might have been using for quite some time. Um, Across all sorts of social platforms, we like to use hashtags. We kind of miss them when they're not in certain platforms, like uh, how Threads launched without it. They, the, the hashtags link us to certain topics. They help us to surround our activities around certain things. We can click on the hashtag, and it you know brings it all together. Well, Engage is using the hashtag as a way of um, linking activity and conversations around campaigns. And... Uh, you'll be able to create a campaign uh, and do a few things with it, uh, which I want to demonstrate some of those uh, features as we look at it. The message has got some good screenshots in there, so do definitely take a look at that. Um, but let's just just very quickly go through something of a demo. Um, right, so we could do this in two places. Let's do this in the Viva Engage app, standalone. You can do the same thing when it's within Teams as well. Um, I've got a Viva Engage environment. Um, I will show you what it looks like actually to start with. Um, so uh, we've got a campaign over here on the right-hand side, Learn Loop. <laughs> of course I'm going to use Loop as an example, but it could be anything, right? The idea is that um, it's a hashtag and encouraging conversations around it. Uh, so that is... This is pinned to my uh, my All Conversations view. So it could be there on the landing page and nice and visible for people to see. Uh, if I click through to it, each campaign has its own landing page. Uh, and you can, um, and there's no conversations there at the moment, but it would show the conversations that might have been used across all the different communities that have used the hashtag LearnLoop. Um, of course, it's permissioned, right? So if there's a community I don't have permission to see, I'm not going to see the conversation that has that hashtag but uh, this is where it all aggregates. And I'm following that campaign. So that way, uh, if I want to see activity around it, then I can. Uh, We'll have a quick look too at some of the other things around setting it up, but you can set up a goal to say, what is this call to action that I want people to take? And I want to be able to measure in terms of how this campaign is working, whether it be signups, registrations, um, maybe sales as well, that sort of stuff. Uh, and executive sponsors can uh, say, I am uh, the face of this campaign. I am putting my support behind it. 
um, please please do support it. Uh, and they've got a way of showing this, their support for that as well. Um, you'll want to measure certain things around that analytics as well. How is the campaign landing? Are people engaging with it? Are they talking about it? Uh, so this is a really, really powerful tool, Daniel, for communicators as they're uh, starting to use that. Absolutely. Now, where do we set up a campaign? Uh, we go into our admin center for Viva Engage, and we go into feature management, and we've got a section here for campaigns. And there's the one lonely demo campaign that I created called <laughs> Learn Loop. And I'll just edit that. So we've given the campaign a name, uh, the hashtag as well, something you can't change afterwards. As you can see, the box is grayed out, which you wouldn't really want to because the activity is tied to it being used. A description. Uh, you can also set the default type of post that is used for that campaign landing page. Uh, so for me, it's discussion. But if it was something where I'm trying to uh, raise, uh, uh, rather, ask questions, so it might be a knowledge gathering campaign, or um, maybe the default is to praise people and, and to say something, then I've got that option. Theme colors, uh, and what you would have seen too is that I've got the, um, I can have a header along the top there, which becomes the, the little thumbnail as well. Now, the executive sponsor um, has yep um, said, yep, I want to be able to sponsor that campaign and, and, and pre um, represent it and promote mm -hmm. it. And as part of that, they can choose to have this little sash along the side here. They call that the sash. sash. I don't know what I... I kind of, it feels like it is a, a yeah, yeah, exactly, sachet. But hashtag learn loop, it's, it's right along there. Um, I might, out of fun, just a bit later, just see if I can create this ginormous hashtag and make it loop right around the whole, the whole um, picture. We'll see what happens. Nice. Um, but yeah, I know, like you work with a few um, different businesses that, that, um, have communication teams. Do you think they're going to find this quite helpful and useful? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Uh, because it, one th complaint that I've heard about um, these campaigns is not being able to s have them up front and, and, you know, seen in multiple places. Uh, you know, you could go to someone's mm. profile, basically, basically their profile, um, go to their, their, um, storyline and see, you know, that where their campaigns, um, okay. You can see where a campaign was used, the hashtag, right. But how do I know about what's there? And here's another way I can see it on your, uh, profile picture, right. With the sash, it's very, you know, people should look at, I think should look at that and go, Oh, that looks like the things in LinkedIn. You know, for I'm hiring or I'm looking for a job or whatever, you know, they, they have yep. those things in LinkedIn automatically. It's, it's kind of the same tech there, right? Um, it, it looks yeah. like. Yeah. So. so I'm supporting hashtag, whoops, learn loop. And as I'm typing that, it's actually suggesting that as a campaign. Um, and because that it's a campaign that is official uh, or verified right post that and that actually should turn up if i click on the hashtag it takes me through to the page and there you go it's aggregating the content Indeed. 
Uh, very cool. So that's that's it in action. Um, and uh, was there anything else about this, Daniel? That was the only thing was, for um, um, you know having the co um, managers of oh, the yeah. campaigns, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you you, you want to share this role in terms of looking at the stats for the campaign, being able to change up the banner if you're going to get that fancy as well. So, so having those co-organizers. Change it out over time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. co-organizers will help you do that. Uh, so that is roll, rolling out. Um, and as you can see, it's in my environment. Uh, but that is late August, so uh, uh, before-ish, <laughs> and complete by... Uh, early September and co-organizers uh, will be available mid-September and uh, available uh, across and finished late September. All right. Um, so that I know it's a it's a feature that's available in Engage and maybe that's not necessarily a thing that you use. Um, but the next one, Daniel, um, Answers in Viva. Tell yeah. us a bit about that. Yeah, Microsoft Viva Answers in Viva. I think they need to get Viva in there a little a few more times. Uh, <laughs> Microsoft Viva answers in Viva AI topic suggestions MC six seven three seven double one. This is something in Viva. In Viva. This was something that was announced uh, and now rolling out. So uh, you know, well, not now. We'll talk about rollout in a minute. But um, this is when you have when you're asking a question. Right. It's named answers in Viva. Well, to get an answer, you first have to have people asking questions. So we, we know that when you're asking a question in, in answers in Viva, anyway, it gets kind of complicated when you're, when you're asking questions. Where are you asking it? Answers? No, I'm asking. Anyway, um, you, you have to assign a topic to your question. And that actually enables some cool functionality. We won't get into it. Uh, but what we will get into is that what this is talking about is AI is going to suggest topics for you to tag this your question with. And these could be question, these could be topics that exist already, you know, that it found, hey, here's you know, here's some topics that you should, you know, tag it with, or Maybe it needs to be a new one. It can't find one, so it's going to suggest a topic. And so you asking this question, you can actually create a topic um, and and make that something that is then uh, suggested on the back end to, to get filled out, you know, and, and to be a full-fledged topic. Uh, so the screenshot there, the first one is showing you, hey, this is these are suggestions of, of adding these topics. It gives you a little blurb, um, shows you, you know, how many questions, how many followers for that topic. So it gives you a little bit of an idea of, of if you do tag it, what kind of vision or visibility into your question is there going to be, um, you know, for, for this. And maybe that gives you a little bit of... Um, uh, confidence that you're actually going to get an answer. Uh, it, I also will say it's possible people could abuse this and go, hmm, this one has a lot more followers than that one, so I'll just tag it here and hopefully somebody will answer it even though it might not be the right topic. Uh, so also in the message, it shows how you can disable this. If you want to, you can go into the answers 
uh, configuration uh, in Viva Engage, because that's where you configure it in the feature management, and turn off the AI bit. It's also where you turn off the um, uh, showing the, the act, actually answers at all. If you want to disable it, you can. Uh, so that's where you turn it off if you don't want AI suggesting. I don't know why you wouldn't want. Uh, of course, this requires licenses. Um, you know, yes, you have to have licensing for things to for this to work. But um, but it's a really cool feature, Daryl. I, you know, this is one of those like, hey, we're getting more and more AI, and this is yet another way AI is going to hopefully help us um, drive and make our content better, make our engagement better. Um, no pun intended. Mm. But, right. That's right, yeah. I think that any suggestions that will help people slot this into the right place are, are good, like if they're stuck for words. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. Maybe uh, another topic for another day. Aha! We're talking <laughs> about topics. But, um, you know, maybe, maybe some of us are getting a bit saturated with AI, so <laughs> this could potentially have a negative effect. Like, oh, I'm maybe. AI, I'm going to suggest a topic for you. None of your business, buddy. <laughs> I'll take care of this, you know. Maybe. <laughs> I, you know, I think, um, you know, this seems like something that, a functionality that kind of we've, we have in other areas that really isn't that mm. bad and really isn't, you know, intrusive, um, you know, so I'm okay with it. I'm okay with, with this type yeah. of, Hey, maybe this is the topic you want to, you can put other topics, right? Yep. I mean, you can type in and do it yourself, but I'm okay with this. Mm. Um, I don't think it's going to be too bad intrusive anyway. Um, so this is rolling out early October. So we're getting a little bit of, uh, uh, a notice here, early October and completed mm. rollout by late October. So, um, looking forward to that. Absolutely. Um, when was um, Microsoft Ignite due again? November fifteenth. November, right? Yeah. I see these things right around in there, lining up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Um, speaking of lining up, I have no idea how I'm going to tie this in. Uh, let's talk about verifying those topics. Well, I'm sure people will be lining up to get them verified. Ha ha. Huh? Indeed. All right. All right. Well, nice, nicely tried. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So topics in Viva. We're going in the in Viva direction again. Mm-hmm. Uh, there might be a need to verify that topic and confirm that this is something that definitely has people's attention. It's definitely um, uh, something trust a trustworthy source. Uh, this is MC six seven three nine eight zero, and if your organization is using topics, you might already have uh, a reason for this feature. Maybe you're mm-hmm. finding it a bit challenging that you've got topics that are. Well, I've got one actually. That's what was it? It was Loop, and then Microsoft Loop, and then there's other things as well. And I kind of want to aggregate all those together. But which one is the one I should be using? Uh, versus the one that AI is suggesting or has been published or whatever. So um, we will have, or we, I can actually demonstrate this shortly, um, you can go into a topic and you can set it as verified and you can just confirm a couple of other things as well as you're publishing it. And this will just give it more weight that it is truly a trusted source. And it's it's uh, something actually we just saw before, a 
um, verified campaign. We also have uh, verified news sources, organizational news sources. So this this tick, uh, while it might have a certain stigma on another platform, um, it is actually quite useful internally, and that's why it's it's good here for topics. Let's have a look at it in action. This time I'm demonstrating topics from within Teams. Uh, it is the Topics app. Uh, so there we have it. Uh, this is my view of topics within my demo environment. It's suggested a bunch of things, uh, and I've said yes. Uh, you can you can mark me as a uh, expert for that. Now, one that I have verified is Loop, and so we'll open up our topic surprise. page. Topics. I know. Surprise. I'm so shocked. Um, <laughs> it, I know. I know. I know. Uh, I've I've given it a. a description it's picked up a number of different things in my environment where loop is involved in terms of documents no surprises that they're presentation files uh, <laughs> um, so topics has done what topics does uh, there will be a graph here that loads up soon that shows you some of the related topics as well but the feature that we're looking for how do we get this verified thing well we've got to edit the topic to start with let's do that um, and oh look we've got <laughs> Even though I've already used this feature, this, what do they call them? Um, training or learning Prompts, notes? Um, no, what do they call them? Prompts. There was a good name for it. I, yeah, I remember. And, and and for those, it must have been so good it didn't stick. Right. Those on the audio podcast, it's the thing where you're you're doing something in the technology and it, and it pops up in points and says, hey, yeah. this is what this is. You should try it out. Yeah. Yeah. Which... In some ways, for me, sorry, it feels like the new spam. Mm. Uh, but partly because I'm a, t a, a uh, consultant, so I'm signing in and out of environments, so right. I'm seeing it all, and apparently it's new to me, even though it's <laughs> not. Uh, yep. Back to what this is, verified topics. We're editing the topic. We can go into topic details, which is where we are right now. Um, and as I've clicked on topic details over here on the right-hand panel is a verification badge. Uh, so... I can turn that on, which is interesting, right? It was on beforehand. It was. It hasn't kept the on status. Anyway, bug, bug report. Um, <laughs> yep. As I've turned on verified topics, um, I can make sure that it, there are assigned editors, and that's part of verifying that, that you do have people that truly are maintaining and editing Confirm. this topic. Yep. So do this for official things in your organization, product names, people, projects, things that you, you definitely want to represent um, officially. Um, you have to make sure and confirm that there are people. All right, so let's do that. Um, and then you've got a yeah, short description. There's just a few things that will be, will be um, uh, required before you can save it. And then you can publish or republish in my case. And there's the verified tick. Hover over it, topics are verified, that are verified have been reviewed for accuracy and are regularly updated by assigned editors. Indeed. I've taken that on. I've even got the verified tick to say Look at I you. have been confirmed. You're so verified. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that's right. So verified topics uh, rolling out, as you can see, whoops, wrong tab. Now-ish, uh, and also, um, and that's in preview, early September. And standard release rolling out beginning early September, expected to be complete mid-September. So you'll have it very soon if you've mm -hmm. got topics.
that, um, that is it, my man. Yeah, absolutely. That's the messages for the week. We we did a lot of show and tell. We that did. Cool. And I thanks for sticking with us, everyone, because, you know, we didn't have a show last week, so we had a little bit of catch up here to do. But we felt like a lot of these we needed to show you. And um, this week, add value that way uh, and, and show you how it functions and, and how it works. So, yeah, definitely thank you so much, everyone, for for uh, being here, for listening, for watching. Make sure you like us. Uh, well, <laughs> give us a thumbs up. I hope you like us, too. Um, and then follow us on um, social uh, everywhere at 365MCS. Thank you so much, uh, everyone, for watching and listening. And then we will catch you next week. Bye for now. Bye-bye.